Welcome into the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap. I'm your host, Will. This podcast will explore the experiences, challenges, and lessons learned of auto repair shop owners. We'll cover every topic imaginable from EVs to ADOS, right to repair, the technician shortage, and so much more. AutoLeap is a cloud-based shop management software that allows shop owners to better run their business, increase efficiency, and grow revenue. You can find a link to schedule a free demo with AutoLeap in the show notes of this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. What are some of the other key elements that a shop's job description should cover to attract the right talent? Well, you're going to want your need-to-know information, the pay range, the benefits, your responsibilities, the tasks that are involved, qualifications, which I do warn to be careful on that because sometimes qualifications turn into disqualifiers. So what I mean by that is sometimes you may have a shop that's saying, well, we require five years of experience. Now you've got this great technician who only has four years of experience and they're not going to apply because they don't feel qualified. So I like to be really careful with my qualifiers and I do adjust them based on resumes that I'm getting in. So if I'm not getting a lot of resumes, I might take some stuff off. If I'm getting way too many resumes and they aren't qualified, I'll add more. So it's something you really have to be on top of and adjusting as you go. But be careful with those qualifications. Same with skills. With skills, you really want to be accurate on if it's a required or preferred. And then include your company overview, the mission, values, the culture, as we talked about, what the environment's like, the any perks or incentives that are offered, if there's opportunities for growth uh, in that, you know, if there's room to move up in the company, that's something that's really attractive, especially, like I said, to that Gen X uh person who's looking for a job and then just instructions on how they can apply and how to move the process forward. But being able to put that all together in a way that speaks to these three different tiers of generations and includes the things that they're looking for. Like with the when you put the overview of the position and what the position entails, that's a great spot to talk about the significance and the impact of that position and and how that impacts the company and why it's important that speaks to your your millennial, your Gen Y. Wow, this is a really important position. That's something I'd be interested in. I'd be doing work that really means something. One point you made that really stood out to me was the disqualifier aspect of that. I think that's really interesting and definitely applicable. I can picture someone with, you know, maybe a tech with four years of really qualified, specialized experience in a certain area, but the job description says six to seven. And you may be losing out on someone who's extremely talented and perfect for the job because they don't feel comfortable applying. They think it's going to be a waste of their time. I think that can definitely be a trap that businesses can fall into. Mm -hmm, For sure. And also just being able to, if you're in the position to be open to take on somebody that's maybe entry level or out of school that you can grow into that amazing technician. A lot of the shops that I talk to that are hiring, they want that master certified A level technician with lots of experience. And if I could pull a million out of a million out of the sky, I'd be rich, right? But so if you have a, a space that you could bring somebody that's maybe not so experienced and grow them into that, that's something to look into as well and include in that job ad so that those people looking go, okay, this might be a good fit for me. I wanted to circle back on one thing you talked about a little was benefits, job benefits, obviously a huge theme for I think every generation at this point. What are some examples of those benefits that will really stand out? And maybe if we could break those down by difference in generation, that would be a very interesting exercise as well. So with Generation X, I think Benefits that are appealing to them are retirement planning and the growth opportunity that we talked about already. 
a generation Y, your millennial having sustainability efforts, PTO, we've seen companies offering unlimited paid time off now, which is very appealing, continual education, flexibility, four-day work weeks, those are all very appealing to the millennial generation. And then for Gen Z, they're looking for things like mentorship programs, tool allowances. They also want to know that the place that they're going to work is safe. Safety is a really important thing to Gen Z. And they're looking for tech savvy businesses. So businesses that have a lot of technology. And then just overall in general, the not tied to the, I think that all three generations would be interested in benefit wise are wellness benefits, gym memberships, things like that, mental health benefits, some type of work-life balance, um, recognition and rewards or performance bonuses, and then team building, social activities. Those are becoming a lot more popular um, of a benefit. And then also just knowing what the person that you're interviewing is looking for, and maybe you can personalize a benefit to them. We had a woman apply for, this is a few years ago, to be a service advisor. And through our interviews, we found out that she had a little girl and this little girl was her entire world, like everything. Talking to her more, going through the interview process, she ends up telling us that she had miscarried a few times before she had this little girl. And so we knew what a big deal her daughter was to her. And when we put that offer together, it included a certain amount of money that went into a college fund for her daughter. And she took the job. She still works there. It's it, And talk about retention too. Being able to provide what employees are actually looking for was any other company going to personalize a benefits package like that to her? So a lot of it is doing your due diligence too in the interview to find out what's actually important to that person. Because there are generational things that we can say, this is more for X, Y, and Z, but also there's a very individual piece to this as well. So every interview I do, one of the questions I ask is, when you're looking for your next job, what are the three most important things to you in that job? Because you're going to find out, you're going to learn whether it's financial, if it's flexibility, if it's the environment, if it's the location, whatever it is, you're going to learn what's important to that person. And that will help you, A, determine if they're the right fit. Because if you can't provide the three the things that they're looking for, it's probably not a right fit. And if you can, now you kind of know what's important to include in that offer that's really going to speak to them. It's almost like your interview is a multi-purpose effort. Of course, you're trying to you know, find the right candidate, but you're also mining for information in terms of the amenities. What, what are the differentiators they're looking for? What is kind of that personalized package that they would really make them happy and satisfied as a long-term employee in your shop? So I think you can use it both ways. Obviously, you're trying to fill that position, but you're also gathering information that it's going to make your entire hiring process a lot more tailored and personalized. Yep, 100%. That's again, if we don't ask, we don't know. So how can we create this offer that's going to be so much better than your competitors if we don't know what they're looking for? And to touch on that too a little bit, the to be competitive in this is you've got to know what your competitors are doing. You've got to take a, take some time and look at what the other job ads in your area are, what they're offering pay range, what they're, you know, are they providing continual education? Are they providing tool allowances, uniforms, whatever it is? I think sometimes we often go, well, I don't need to include that. Everybody's doing that, but maybe they're not. And maybe that thing you're doing is what's going to set you apart or what's going to speak to that next great employee that's going to go, oh, 
well, I don't get this at my current job. I'm kind of interested in that. And that brings me to my follow-up question about general strategies you would recommend to stay competitive in a hyper-competitive market. And obviously, you know, hiring trends are going to evolve over time. Things are going to change. Employees' preferences are going to change as well. So what other insights would you share in terms of staying on top of trends and then monitoring your competition in a very proactive manner? Staying on top of it, having a great online presence is, I would say, one of the first things you need to have. If your website looks like it's from the 90s, you're not going to get Gen Z to come and apply. It's just not going to happen. So having a good online presence, having a social media presence, having good reviews, even have your employees who enjoy coming to work for you, have them go on Google and leave a review as an employee and talk about why they like coming to work and what's so great about working for you. Doing things like this listening to podcasts, going to training, going to industry events, learning, taking all this knowledge that's out there and being able to use that is going to help you stay on top of it, you know, going to whatever classes that you can, but don't don't just take your notes from today and throw them in a folder and put them away, you know, you actually got to take the information and and use it. So, just by listening to this, you're already doing something to further and keep you kind of a, ahead of the curve there. Check out your competition, you know, keep keep up to date with what they're doing. Maybe once a month, you schedule an hour of time that you sit down and you just go through job boards online and see what's out there in your area. Embrace technology and training and and emphasize that for your employees and invest in them and send them to training. That's a a big thing that people who are looking for jobs want is to know that they're going to learn and grow, especially in our industry where things are always changing and there's, there's new things to learn and to stay relevant, to be that shop that is staying relevant and to just have a great positive work environment. Be the kind of boss that people actually want to come to work for. And that's something that you've got to observe the culture of your shop and and what it's like and and maybe sit down and go, you know, this is the culture I want, but this isn't quite here yet. What are the things that we can do to adapt and change to build and grow the culture that somebody's going to want to come into and want to stay at? So that's a lot of it is is that environment piece and just being open-minded and willing to adapt and to change into what your employees are looking for. Beyond hiring, there is the retention aspect and retaining quality employees is definitely more critical than ever, especially for shops. If you have, you know, a really high performing technician, given the industry shortage, what tips do you have for shop owners who want to succeed in retaining their top employees long-term? I think one of the biggest pieces is appreciation and letting your staff know that you appreciate what they do and just saying things like thank you or you handled that really well or simply just thanks for showing up today. Those kind of things, which, you know, my dad will say, nobody had to thank me for coming into work. You just went to work and you did your job. As a millennial, if I'm not being told that I'm doing an okay job or being appreciated, I instantly am my own worst enemy and I think I'm doing awful. And I'm like, they haven't told me I did a good job. I better be looking for something else because I they're ready to get rid of me. And they might be thinking, yeah, Sarah's doing great, but they've never had that conversation with me. So now I'm going, they're looking to get rid of me. So appreciation, letting people know you appreciate what they do, that what they do matters and just a, a simple thank you. Also those Setting the realistic expectations, as I talked about earlier, making sure that they know exactly what it is that they're getting into before you hire them is going to help with a lot of that turnover. Building relationships with your employees, building relationships and trust, being able to empower them to do their jobs. You know, if you have an employee doing something 
And as a boss, you step in and take over to that employee. They're like, why did I come to work today? You obviously don't trust me to do my job. So being able to trust your employees enough to empower them to do their jobs, be able to train them if they need that training so that they do have the knowledge to be empowered in that. And then feedback. So as much as we give it, we also need to receive it. Again, going back to that staying interview and being able to receive inter receive feedback that maybe isn't something we want to hear. But uh, if that's how our staff is feeling, being able to adapt and change to create that environment that they're looking for. Keeping employees involved in decisions, letting them feel like their voices matter is really good for retention and those personalized benefits that we were talking about, you know, being able to give somebody a package that no other company is going to provide for them. That'll help people stay a little bit longer, hopefully forever. <laughs> and then, you know, embracing technology, staying relevant. Completely agree. It can go such a long way, even those small details like a, you're doing a great job and this is what is really positive right now. You know, the younger generations definitely do appreciate that recognition piece more and it's very important to them. So I think that's a really strong insight. I was teaching a class probably about four years ago now, and it was a class all about millennials. And I was talking about the appreciation piece and just you know, we, people call millennials the trophy kids, right? We we got participation awards just for showing up. We were given all these gold stars and everything. And to me, I, I, I don't see it as a bad thing because what's wrong with wanting to be appreciated? We're now as adults, that gold star, that trophy is a simple thank you. It's a thank you for being here. And so I was talking about this in this class and on break, one of the gentlemen in my class went and he texted every single employee that was still back at his shop and said, thank you. I really appreciate you. And a lot of them responded with, is everything okay? Are you okay? Like that shouldn't be the response, right? Your staff should know that they're appreciated and should be used to hearing thank you and all the positive words that help foster that positive environment and culture. That's a great story. And I think that's very telling in terms of, you know, the work that some shops may need in this area of recognizing their employees more. Do you have any closing advice for shop owners who want to maximize their hiring and retention efforts in 2024? My biggest advice is to make sure you have the time, set aside the time to do it. Don't rush the process. Sometimes we do find that great person within a matter of days, but that's just not how it always works. And to be patient and do the due diligence of making sure you're doing multiple interviews and skills assessments or inventories, things like that, are, that are going to help you prevent bringing the, the wrong fit into your company. If you know that you don't have that time available or it's just not something that's in your wheelhouse to find somebody who does, who is able to do that for you, have a business coach, have somebody, you know, in your corner to help you with your business and to help you with all of that stuff. Stay relevant, invest in your employees, you know, adapt based on feedback that you get, be open-minded. I feel like I should have some brilliant closing remark to say, but it's just, it's a lot. And especially in hiring a it can be a very daunting thing and something that is not super exciting to most people to have to go through the process. To me, I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I love getting to talk to all sorts of different people and learn about them. And, and I almost feel like a matchmaker in a sense and finding that right fit for the shop. Like we interviewed somebody who was real hard to talk to, very short answers, but he knew his stuff. Like he was a, a good technician, knew his stuff, but wasn't real talkative, wasn't really social. We kind of, Bill and I were talking about whether or not we should move on in the interview process. And I was like, 
I don't know. And Bill's like, well, you know, he's the kind of guy you just put in the corner, let him do his work and he'll get the job done. And I said, yeah, he will. But you and I both know this shop and we know the culture of this shop and that's not going to work. So even though he's got the skill, he is not going to be the right fit. And he was like, yep, you're right. And so being able to not hire that first person that you go, okay, they might work to really put the time in and, and find the person who is going to work long-term, who fits with your goals and your vision and, and the growth that you want to see and that you would see as a long-term employee. That's a great anecdote and a great place to close this conversation. Sarah, can you tell us more about Haas Performance Consulting and where our listeners can find you? Yeah, of course. So we provide business coaching. We also provide hiring help. So if that's something that you need help with, I would be more than happy to chat with you. You can find us on social media, Haas Performance Consulting. You can find us on our website, which is HaasPerformanceConsulting.com. There should be a link on there where you can schedule a time right on my calendar if you want to learn more about the hiring program we offer, or if you want to learn more about business coaching, or if you want to learn more about, we do a little bit of social media management as well. So lots of information on that there. Thanks again for joining me, Sarah, and we'll be back soon with the next episode of the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap.